Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? It's Coach Freddie, and we're just outside of Asheville, North Carolina at Franny's Farm, participating in the Hemp Hootenanny 2018, and I'm having a conversation with a few special people. I'm speaking with Colleen. She's the executive director of Hemp Industries Association, and she's been with them for a long, long time. How are you doing, Colleen? Hey there. I'm doing good. good. It's a beautiful uh, day. Yeah, it is, and we're, this is the start of the uh, uh, Hemp History Week here in Asheville area here, right. and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your organization Sure. The Hemp Industries Association was uh, founded in 1994 in Arizona, a collective of people who really understood that there was more to the cannabis variety than just marijuana for therapeutic purposes. And we're really excited about um, letting people know about that history when it comes to colonial days and using uh, hemp for textiles and um, also later in the war effort. I mean, they really wanted to tell the truth about how hemp had actually been a valuable agricultural commodity and that we've sort of lost that history because we got it swept up in this drug war by demonizing it for, you know, its connection to a molecule known as THC, which quite frankly, it doesn't have very much of, almost none. And so for that reason, the hemp industries had bound together because they wanted to tell that truth, but also because they wanted wanted to have a way to ensure that products that were being sold and marketed as hemp were actually hemp products. And when I say that, there was a time probably in the 90s, I believe, where people were bringing in jute and other things and calling them hemp in the marketplace because, of course, that was going to sell, yes. you know, because hemp had also been uh, sort of interchangeably used when talking about marijuana. And so it's been one big confusion, um, except to say there's been a, a stead, steady group of people who have been behind telling the truth. And so the Hemp Industries Association is the the progression of that wave of people who had the knowledge. And now the association is growing rapidly. I mean, it started as probably a group of about, of about 50 people. And now we're approaching 900 members this year. Awesome. And we've got members in Canada. We have members in the UK. We have members in Australia. And we have a member in Asia. So we're not just a national organization, although that is our focus. I mean, we want to reclaim domestic agriculture um, and the hemp commodity for the United States. That is the number one thing. And of course, we have our allies in advocacy, like Vote Hemp and the um, U.S. Hemp Roundtable and other organizations. Um, 
But now we're seeing a big surge of hemp products in the market where oh, yeah. we didn't have them five years ago. Exactly. So it's exciting time, and it's exciting time to be here for Hemp History Week because we're getting to the moment where we're starting to question whether or not we need to talk about the history so much and instead talk about the future. So as we're in our ninth year, it's oh, exciting yeah. to yeah. say, all right, it's it's happy hemp week almost. We're almost to that point where we're not having to focus so much on all of the history, although it's important and we should always tell it. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we're providing a good pathway for future uh, manufacturers and people who are going to bring this commodity into the market. Yeah, and it's uh, it's legal in what thirty three, thirty four states. Actually, forty two. Forty two. Okay, yes. awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. way behind time here. I'm glad. <laughs> well, it happened quickly. Actually, yeah. just in this last legislative session, we had the that last push where we've brought in a number of new states, such as Arizona, uh, Kansas, Missouri. Um, I mean, there's quite a few other ones in there that are just escaping me, but. Um, yeah, I was looking at that map actually this morning and thinking to myself, when I started as outreach coordinator with the organization Vote Hemp, um, we had about 19 hemp states. Ah, okay. And I can look at that map and yeah. see how far we've come. We're yeah. more than double now, and that makes me really proud of the work that everybody's done. Oh, yeah. Everybody's banding together. You know, I just joined uh, four years ago, basically, and said, mm -hmm. oh, I want to be part of this, uh, this movement, this hemp movement here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so where do you see it going? There's about half the year's over almost, you know, and uh, so we got the next half. Where do you see it going as far as the legislation? I know there's some stuff up pending. Yeah, well, on the federal level, at the federal level, we've got a few um, promising opportunities to get the and what what has always been known as the Industrial Hemp Farming Act either turned into an amendment to the Farm Bill and potentially um, put through that master document, which is the American Agricultural Act, um, which currently houses the Section 7606, which is the legitimacy of industrial hemp research amendment. So being able to attach the Hemp Farming Act into the Farm Bill so that it broadens the opportunity and widens the scope for industrial hemp, but ultimately makes it a legal um, opportunity for states that have made it legal on a commercial level. That's the goal. That's what needs to happen. We've proven the things that we needed to prove. It's viable. It's economical. The market is buying it. Yes. They can stop buying it from other outside national sources if in this nation we are able to grow enough and critical mass to supply the raw materials industry that is needing it. Yes. And that's where we need to go. And the way to do that is to legalize the Hemp Farming Act and that's Senate Bill 2667 currently. But if it can't be passed as a standalone bill, we've got to advocate for it to be a tag-in or tag-on to that farm bill. Yeah. And so this is our, your goal is to really see if that can get passed this year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anything else you would like to talk to, to us about it? The Oh, yeah. Well, Hemp History Week is not the only event that the Hemp Industries Association is a big part of. Um, we also have our annual event, the HIA Con, as we call it, the HIA Conference. That'll be in Los Angeles, November 2nd through the 5th. Okay. And it will be at the LAX Hilton. And we're going to have double the exhibit space, uh, probably upwards of 60 booths. We'll have a full exhibitor day, hemp talks featuring amazing companies that are already uh, full steam ahead in this market. And then two days of educational sessions with some really great tracks. 
So Great. we're yeah. excited well, about I'm that. I'm going to be there for sure. Good. I'm not there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Colleen, I want to thank you for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution podcast and part of the iHemp Revolution Roadshow here. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host. Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.